You're listening to FG Chaitke. My name is Elżbieta Ankowska-Dunaj. I'm a mom, an entrepreneur, and a Chaitke specialist. Today's topic will be about supporting parents at home. I would like to introduce to you all a very special guest. She's not only a professional in the Chaitke field, but like myself, is a mother of three girls. For over 35 years, she has been working as a speech-language pathologist. She has created amazing tool and guide, the parenting partner, to help parents along and make their home a happier place. Her name is Ellen Dodge. Welcome to the Broscat, Ellen, and thank you so much for coming up on today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, that's always a big question. You said many things. Um, I am one of seven children. So I grew up in a big home with a lot of feelings. That's one thing to know about me. Um, I stumbled into speech pathology and I'm very grateful because there is where I learned the very importance of being able to communicate, being such a fundamental way to have a good life. And so I began working with kids with handicaps. And then in my work, I, realized it wasn't just the kids that have handicaps that need the tools of how to talk to people, how to get along, how to manage yourself. Everybody needs it. And so the woman that invented kamochis, which is how you found me, it's a Japanese word for feelings, the little feeling pillows. She, she invented these soft feelings so kids could pick them up and talk about them. And then when she found me, I was so happy because I looked at her bowl of feelings and I said, wow, every classroom, every family needs these. And, and so it was um, kind of out of the blue that it happened 15 years ago. And that's an important part of my story because it, it feels like my calling to make instruction, explicit instruction, just like we teach kids to make a bed and brush your teeth and, oh, you spilled the milk go ahead and clean it up, that it's an instruction to say, we all have feelings. We're gonna have all of the feelings and we need to use tools. And so that's my story. I have three kids myself, as you mentioned, they're older. Wow, that's why I've got a ponytail. Um, it's a lot of work. <laughs> um, I remember one Christmas, I sent a Christmas card that was blurry because I was so tired of the Christmas cards that made it look perfect and tidy and everyone in white shirts and bare feet. And I thought, that's not what it feels like at my house. So I just said, it's all a blur. So raising those girls, I think gives me um, good connection with parents to say, I don't know your story exactly, but I know it's full of feelings and let's come together like you're doing for families and let's get real and bring a little bit more joy into our life and back off of being so worried that our kids won't turn out. I would say muffins turn out. <laughs> People don't turn out, you know, we're always learning, right? Yes, yes, I'm good about me. What inspired you to go in the field of the of the child care as a speech therapist or the pathology speech therapist? A man that stuttered, 
I had a professor and he stuttered and I was fascinated how he could have such a strong stutter mm -hmm. and still be a great professor. And he saw me in the class and said, I want to take you to the clinic. I think you'd be good at this. And I went and I love kids. I, I, I love, I just think they're hilarious. And the more challenging, the better for me. Um, and so when I saw all the kids, I was like, oh, I don't know exactly what a speech pathologist is, but I'm going to learn how to do that. So, yeah. So just somebody pull you and show you the, 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 the pleasure, what you can, you can achieve when you're teaching them or helping them. Yeah I, I, yeah, I stumbled into it. And again, stuttering in some of the families that watch this, you may have a child that stutters or you stutter. I, that's one of my specialties. And mm -hmm. stuttering really opened my eyes to when you have any kind of speech or language difficulty, the fundamental thing you need is how to communicate, how to make eye contact, how to interact, and that calms you and it helps you do well in relationships. What struggle did you face in the beginning? How did you conquer them? Uh, the struggle was when you work in schools, you have so many kids and um, it, it's too much so you don't have enough time. So I would say, Humor is one of my top tools. When it's so bad, I try to find something to laugh about. Uh, the other, um, you know, I'm a girl of faith. Something will come out of this. I also um, take the long view. Whenever I'm in a struggle, I try to morph out and go, am I going to be in the struggle in five years? Hopefully not. So, yeah. What was your hardest moment through your entire journey? What did you learn from it? Well, this is a big story um, that I can say now. We had hired someone inside of our beautiful Komochi company that was a criminal. And we did not know it. She posed as a mother who loved children. And we didn't, I'm not a business girl, I'm a teacher. So I wasn't watching any of the business. I was just teaching and traveling and helping people. And she took all of our money and all of our kamochis. And it turned out when we figured it out that she had a false name. Anyway, I won't go into the whole story, but it was so devastating because we almost had to close down. And we were like, no way. We went into my garage we just figured out how to keep it open and what i learned is what my dad had already taught me you do not know who you are until you do something really really hard and i'm not proud of every single day of how i handled it but i kept taking the long view like okay someone stole all the kamochis you could go out of business someday this is gonna be a story ellen dodge and you got to write it because if I can keep it open with some other people, then kids that are struggling, parents that are struggling, teachers that are struggling can say, hey, she struggled and look, she made it through. And I, you've done this too. I did this too. I looked at other people that struggled. I said, they made it. And so it's part of your story. So now we're over that hump and I'm so grateful. That's a big, big hurdle, right? 
yes there is yes it's is uh, uh, i'm agree with you what was your most memorable moment when you're working with the children oh i'm thinking of an, only one okay i'm thinking of an eighth grade boy mm. eighth grade boy who i'm teaching how to communicate about feelings who has already been labeled a bully and I did a few activities and this boy told his whole class, that's exactly like me, Mrs. Dodge. And he told the whole class why he yells, why he gets in their face. And he said, because nobody taught me what she's teaching me in kindergarten. And now I'm in eighth grade. And I will never forget that because he's right he didn't get taught like ABC one, two, three, the feelings. And he got all the way up to eighth grade and his behaviors were too hard to be a friend with him. So I will never forget that we helped that kid. It's, it's a wonderful story. It's absolutely wonderful story. Uh, you say that communication is the key to lead a happy way. Can you explain to all how you achieve this conclusion? well the research you know i knew this before the research if you look at any of the research around emotional intelligence social emotional development the research tells us that people that understand what they feel and can manage their feelings and actually care what other people feel and, and do something to be helpful they're happier they they're easier to work with they can roll and bounce and reinvent themselves when hard things happen um, I knew that, but um, I'm convinced that the world is turning in the right direction to teach our children like you're doing this. You come to school, little children, and we're going to teach you how to be a human being. You think? Okay. I'm not sure nowadays it, it happened. Whoa. Okay. What inspired you to create a parenting partner? A dream. I thought parenting was really hard. And I consider myself and self-reporting. I was equipped. I want a seven. I love kids. I wanted kids. I had, I was fortunate. I had everything I needed. Oh my gosh, it was hard when the behaviors and all three of them, I thought, wow. Okay, so that was the first thing inspired me that I promised myself, if you get out of this alive, you're going to help the parents. And part of how you're going to help them is to tell the truth. Because mothers especially don't want to say no. any of the upset feelings that we have between our children and our marriages. We all want to say we're fine and we're happy. And it's just not true. Yeah. So that inspired me. Um, and really kamochis. I've been in schools for so long. The parents kept saying, when are you going to help the parents? When are you going to help the parents? And I'm like, ta-da, this is the year. So, yeah. So, so you fulfill your dream. You, you're stuck with the problems. You solve this. And then this is all you offer to parents. So, so quite similar like with me. I'm just doing exactly the same. The same well, path we choose. Well, it has been... Uh, has being a professional in the field in a childcare influenced the way in which you raise your children? Did you still struggle at times? 
with raising my own kids? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Because all the experts don't agree. You know, from the start, one book says, don't wake a sleeping baby. Another book says, wake a sleeping baby. Uh, then you go on Oprah. I'm a big fan of Oprah. One expert says, do this. One expert. And I thought, this is very confusing. And then all of my kids, so different. So what worked with one, the first one, never had to put her in her room, ever. She would never, she was like easy. So I thought I just, oh, I must, I've got this down. I'm one of the good moms. I'm grateful for the next one because she taught me it really didn't have a lot to do with you, Ellen. She just was an easier version of a human. And um, so I got my grit and my, my next two girls helped me, you know, just really see that it's a lot kids that are, one of my kids is very, very shy. So that was hard for me because I'm not shy. So I had to learn, wow, how can I parent a shy person and not force them to be extroverted? She's not extroverted. Um, my other little one had a lot of anxiety and then her anxiety worried me. And then it's like, so parents that are watching, you know, I, I think these questions are good because you have your own stories and you're finding your own way and there's no one right book, one right, I don't have all the answers. The only thing in my heart is beating that I think is an answer is take the long view. What is your legacy? What do you stand for? For me, it's kindness. So no matter what I tried to model and talk about, girls, we are kind when people forget to be kind. And I think they got that. And the world will teach them the rest. I agree with you. I was asked to write a recipe how to grow, grow a child. I said, recipe? It's impossible. It's, it's, not, it's not a cake. But that was what parents asked me. Yeah. So I always say, I can't. I can share my experience, what I did for my own children. And there is it. I can share with you. But you, as you said, you need to find your own own way. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. Can you explain the meaning of Kimojis and how one implements it in their own life? Yeah, I can. So Kimojis, as I had said, means um, feelings in Japanese. And the way they work is just like you'd learn anything. If you pick up this, it's easier to say this is a marker to a little child. It's hard to go, oh, oh, you feel happy. That's like in the air. So kids can go into the bowl and say, oh, yes, this is mad. It's a word. We show our faces. We make sounds. We tell stories because feelings have stories. And so the way it works is kids get comfortable naming, oh, I had disappointment today. What was your disappointment? Oh, what did you do with your disappointment? It's a method, really, of knowing that all feelings are okay, but in our house, all behaviors are not. So you can be mad and it doesn't feel good, but you can't yell, you can't hit, you can't shout. But when you do, we take redos. We're a second chance family. It's one of my favorite tools. If I yell, if I do something I regret, I edit, I go, whoops, I'm gonna start over. Bradley, get your backpack, it's time for school. Same with our kiddos, you need a redo. Try that again with your brother. So that's, that's like the basic fundamental way that Kamochi's works. 
um, there's more to it, but I think for an opening piece, parents can get the idea that feelings like to be talked about and shared. How did you come up with the seven recipe for the calmer and happy home? Why there's only seven, not 12, for example? Well, these are good questions that I, in the sense that I, I'll tell you exactly. That is, you're talking about the parenting partner, which I just created using the Komochi school tools for parents. Because I'm a parent, we don't have time to read. So I thought, oh, I'm gonna make short videos because you can get the big idea. And then I asked myself, hey, if, I, if a parent finds my work and they could only do a couple things, what do I know for sure every parent struggles with? And I know what those are. I, I, people are gonna hurt your kid's feelings. You're, you're not gonna know what your kid is feeling. You're, if you have more than one, they're gonna fight. I mean, there does. So I did make a recipe and it's not like do this, everything's yay, happy, but it's a method for when your kids fight, for when you can tell someone to hurt your kids' feelings, for when just basic ba challenging behaviors, all people default to challenging behaviors. So there's a little recipe on how to look at all the behavior that drives us crazy, be exhausted, be concerned, but then go, hey, this is where I actually need to parent and give them a communication tool. And basically it's how do they use their eyes, their voice, their body language, and then little kids need sentences. Yes. They, they can't, when you, even a grown up, when I'm upset, the wrong words will come out. So you take out three, six, seven, nine year old, they need a script for the movies they're in. Your brother always wants to be first. So you have to memorize a good sentence the next time your brother tries to overpower you. And you better practice your tone of voice because if you, know, if you want a chance. So that's how I did it. What are the resources that help you through your journey? And can you explain them? So I know Kimojis and there was something different. The sources, um, like who do I admire or where, where do? You know, uh, no, some methods, some, some ideas. Uh... We use CASTLE, which is the big, you know, collaborative social emotional learning. And we use the Head Start standards. So when we built the curriculum for schools, we did it very rigorously. Like I knew the things they needed, but we tied it to what the research said. Mm -hmm. For parents, I plucked that out and made it parent friendly uh -huh. because I don't really, if I'm a parent, I don't really care about all that stuff. I just want things to be a little bit better and I want to have a little more fun. Um, and I will just say here, this is not in the recipe, but it's very important parents. Choose your friends wisely you know, you're going to meet a lot of parents through your kids. They're going to be in your classroom and your carpool in your neighborhood. I'm friendly and kind to people, but I learned very quickly which parents brought me anxiety and which parents really were real. They told me their story. They weren't trying to outdo me. They weren't judging me. And those are the people that are going to change your life look for parents that have kids that are just a touch older than your kids. That is great because 
they can tell you it's going to get better, but you're going to have new problems. Different. What is one thing you wish uh, you had known when you began your career? I, I really don't think there's anything. I, I, the little story I told you about the criminal activity, that's the only bad thing that really happened, but I don't, I don't think I would have want to known it. Uh, I, um, I think because I had kids and working, that was hard. It was really hard for me because I love my work, but I love my kids and I felt this just, and when I'm working, I'm so into it. One of my kids, I had a really, I had to work constantly at the balance. Um, I don't, I personally don't think you get a balance and stay there once and for all. It's, it's like the scale up and down, up and down. And you try to trend favorably. Um, I'm agree with you. For me, finding the balance between the work, what is my passion and why I involve myself and my children, my passion as well. And they want exactly me in the same moment. It's so difficult. It's absolutely difficult. So I do not regret what I got my children, but to find this balance, oh, I wish somebody told me that before what I have to sometimes choose what to do, but nobody tell me that. Well, and here's the thing on that, and I know you're going to another one. I read a lot of books. I listened to a lot of things because that's every working parent's struggle. And I, I think the most helpful thing to know is it's real. There's nothing wrong with you. When you try to do two big things at the same time that you care about, that's a lot. So just knowing there's nothing wrong with you and watching people that seem to do it and saying, how do you do it? They'll throw you what I call a bone. They'll be like, I, you know, just imitate people that are a little bit more balanced. I'm agree, but, but you know, sometimes I blame myself. Somewhat, what I'm not in good enough mom, what I should focus more on the children. Then I blame myself, I should focus more on the work. So it's really, really difficult to find this balance. Absolutely difficult. So here is a, here is a very important parent tip. All of, us, all of us do that, but I think self-talk, you catch yourself, you go like this. Like if I have a thought like, oh, I should, blah, blah, blah. In my brain, I say, nice try, Ellen Dodge. You know, like say, to cheer yourself up and be like, no, this is a magic act. I'm, I'm doing pretty good, actually, to not let your brain bully yourself, basically. That is difficult. It's so difficult. I, I know, but look at, you're smiling. If you say it's difficult and you just do it anyway and, and kind of laugh at how hard it is and cry, I is it's like it is not for the meek <laughs> yes it's life but i'm you know i'm difficult i'm crying i upset it's all emotion then the understanding is difficult what people have been the most influential for you as a person and your work say again what has been the biggest what influence? people what people who was the most influential for you as a person and your work my father hmm. My dad is 92. He grew up in an orphanage and he's just so good with people. 
he taught us um, a lot of my curriculum comes out of what my dad taught me. He, he would just say, you go into a room and you, find, you look for people that don't feel comfortable and you walk up to them and you introduce yourself. He's just a great human. So I would say it was my father. And then like anyone watching this, you have heroes, like people that you'll never meet, but that influence you. I love Mother Teresa. I just think she's beautiful, helping all the poor children and all she went through. So I'm like, I'm no Mother Teresa. I have nothing to cry about, you know. I really like Oprah. Okay. I think it's amazing what she's done for our world. And she influences me. She's a woman who, you know, found her voice. And um, it influences me. I'm agree. I mean, her fun is, she's great at the speeches, the way how she create herself, how she care about herself and she just sharing. And sometimes I find what she's so normal. You know, she's, she's so not normal. a celebrity with everybody. She's so normal, like my neighbor next door. I, she's brilliant. I like her so much, so much. What is one part of your daily routine that helps you achieve your goal? I do a couple things that help me. I run. I'm a runner. I don't go really far, but I run in the morning and that sort of sets me and I do some stretching. Tea. I found that having a cup of tea, even if I don't drink it throughout the day, it's my emotional anchor. I have a couple of mugs that are beautiful. Someone's given them to me and I hold them and it slows me down. Um, I am a big fan of post-it notes. Index cards change your life. It makes it doable. Get real small cards. And I just put down what I'm going to do. And as things come into my brain that I'm not doing, I put on the other side. Um, it helps me get through the day. Because you know how it is as a parent or worker or both. You're doing, oh, right now I'm cooking. And I'm answering that. And I'm doing this. And you get all these, like, oh, I forgot to do this. I there is. Yes. yes, yes, it's really notes, it's really planning, notes, routine. It's, 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 there is what keep going for me. I have to do it because then I take this, this is done, this is done, and I do not forget about anything. What is one thing that people misunderstand about your profession, about your emojis, about this emotion? There's any misunderstanding in the people? You know, I don't think it's misunderstanding as much as there would be some people that don't really get it. They think it's touchy-feely. They don't think strong people have feelings. Um, they, they think it's weak that you would express uh, sadness or discomfort. Um, but that's okay. It gives me a mission. Um, I think some people think they don't have time. That's a misunderstanding. They think kids will just pick it up. Mm -hmm. Some kids do are born, like my father was born and he just had it, just like some people are musical and mathematical. He's wired for emotional intelligence, but most people need explicit instruction. So that's a misunderstanding. So if you have a child from a good family, because that's a misunderstanding, like, Oh, they're so good with people. So all of their kids will be good with people. Not true. Or those parents 
who have it hard, their children will never do well. That is not true. So it's a misunderstanding that you don't have to teach this. And it's a misunderstanding. It's not complicated. That's why I love Kamochi's. It's so duh. It's yeah. like nobody goes, oh no, I don't know how to show my kids colors or shapes or animals or letters. But with these pillows, it makes it easy. Like, oh yeah, let's talk about them. Let's keep them in the room. And we have a lot, I don't have them with me, free resources because Kamochi's is wonderful. We, we have flashcards that are free. Families can print and laminate so kids can grab their feelings, deal their feelings out. It's quite nice. Who is your alter ego? Like someone that I think I'm like, is that what you mean? No, alter ego, you know, somebody who, who when you struggle with something is, is just give you the, this push or who, who just, you want to be like this person. You know, for me, my alter ego is my granny. She, mm -hmm. she just struggle everything. And, and, and when I, I, I have to make decision, I always ask myself what she did or how she behaved if, you know, mm -hmm. so there is my alter ego. Thank you. Um, my dad and Grandma Ellie, who is my adopted, she's not my grandmother or mother-in-law, but we call her Grandma Ellie. And she lost a leg to cancer. She's in her 90s. She's so practical. And if I ever have something, I just, what would you do? And she is, doesn't have many words. That's what cracks me up. She's not real touchy-feely like me, but she always grounds me in what matters. Mm. And um, that's a really lucky lady that I have in my life. So like my granny, you know, she had a small, small movement of, of lips or the eyes, blink of the eyes. It was just a lot of, a lot of information for me. That's what I, I, for in the old generation people, how they behave, how they express themselves. Oh, I, I so miss my granny. If you could back into your 20s, would you change anything or do anything differently? <laughs> and my parents will be happy to hear me say this. I'm married too young. Really? I married, yeah, I, I married at 23, the wrong person. <laughs> And I'm 59. I'm over it. We didn't have children, luckily. I really wish I hadn't done that, honestly. But since I did do that, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, but I do regret that I didn't listen to my parents because um, my father actually brought me and sat me down. He said, I'm not going to tell your mother that I'm telling you this, but you're marrying the wrong person. And I'll tell you why. And he told me why. And then he said, and the wedding was planned. He said, I know you're going to be too embarrassed to cancel it, but we'll handle the whole thing. I was so mad at him. I was 23. You don't understand. I'm in love. Blah, 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 blah. After the wedding, I went on my honeymoon, little simple honeymoon, and I called my mother crying. Oh. I made a mistake. And she said, you get right back in there. She's lovely. She's like, and you make it work. And that's a very personal thing to tell who's ever going to watch this. But I appreciate hearing people's stories because that was a very hard time in my life. 
But what it brought me is I lived in Chicago and I got through understanding why I made the mistake. And then I moved to San Francisco because I really love this area nature and I would never have moved here if I wasn't in pain. So sometimes the mistakes and the pain and the growth can push you. And so, but I do regret it because that was a very sad time. I, you know, in my point of view, when you share with, with me this story, what it came to my head, you shouldn't regret because you move in different area, you, you got experience and then you build on this. So you should be, you know, happy about that. Do not regret. I, I do understand. I, I can't go back and I don't have bad emotion, not bad. I don't have ouchy feelings around it. I just look back at how many people got harmed along the way. So, you know what, you do your best, you make some decisions and, uh, Yes, and then you build, and, and there's experience. You fail, you have to stand up and carry on. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, I got a lot of this kind of things. It was so interesting to hear you from you, Ellen, not only as a professional, but also as a mother. I have worked in a field in a childcare for so many years, and still each day I learn something new. I know I have learned a lot of today from you. I hope those who are listening enjoy it. And all thank you so much, Ellen, for coming on. Stay tuned, guys. Thank you.